Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Chris Canty in doing the work of two men today and for Jay and Key. What's going on, Chris? Not much, man. What's happening? And what's happening since yesterday? I mean, I just work all day, go home, go to watch the game, go to sleep, get up, that's it. Yeah, but you <laughs> love what you repeat. do, though, Max. It doesn't really feel like work, right? It beats working for a living. <laughs> People who are in this business, like, the, the reason you get into this business is because you're trying to avoid a real job. I mean, let's yeah, be Yeah, I mean, this is something that I'm going to do anyway, which yeah, is right. talk about sports. It's kind of your job as a, 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 you know, as a guy of a certain age, and actually it starts pretty young. Your job is to follow sports. Yes. You just don't always get paid for it, but it's kind of your job. It's like, and it's instinctual. It's not, you know, you just know that you have to follow this. You have to, because you, you don't want to be the person to miss out, right? Just I don't like know you what it is. You just got to do well, it. You don't, you, you, no, no, you don't want to miss out. Like, you don't want to be the person that, you know, is oblivious to what everybody else is talking about at the water cooler at work. Yeah, you don't, you don't even don't speak be the same guy. language as your friends, if you yeah, know, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, a, you know, it's like a foreign language if you don't speak Hey, it. did you see what happened last night in the Sixers Celtics yeah. game? And to have no clue about it? Yeah, right. Not, not, not necessarily where you want to live, partner. And the best thing about sports is the stakes are emotionally very high, but in real life, the stakes are zero. It's the perfect consumer product. You're not watching the news where it's like, oh, God, this really affects my life. I got to no, be no. no, you just get but you get the same emotional reaction yeah. with none of the consequences. Well, yeah, because the stakes are high for you, but the stakes are high for the characters that are involved. Like yeah, and therefore for you. Like, la- you- like last night at <laughs> yeah. the end of the Sixers Celtics game, I-, I put out the tweet with about You're 10 nervous. seconds to go. I was sitting there saying, if they lose this game, if Philly loses this masterpiece that Joel Embiid put together, they should fire Doc Rivers on the spot. That's how bad the game management was at the end. I mean, you're up seven with less than 30 seconds to go, and, and that thing ends up being touch and go with Jason Tatum missing a shot at the buzzer? How is that even possible, Max? Speaking of Doc Rivers, he will be appearing on this very program. Oh, my bad, Doc. In, in, my bad, Doc. In about my a bad, buck 43. That's my bad, Doc. You know we got nothing to love for you. You know, you know how we do, Doc. You know how we do. Can't be stepping in it first thing in the morning. All right. Listen, Joel Embiid, you heard Chris refer to it, 52 13 and 6. <laughs> However, he did miss what? five shots from the field. 20 of 25 from the field. Come That's on, nuts, man. man. That's nuts. Second player in NBA history to go for 50, 10, five assists, 80% shooting in a game. That's him and Wilt Chamberlain. And I think it's fair of all the real classic bigs. And you can say, well, Embiid shoots from the outside. He can even take the ball up if you need all this kind of stuff. But, Chris, he's a, he's a footer, wide body, genuine, could play center in any era kind of guy. Back to the basket if you need him, the whole shot blocker, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He's the most, I'm not saying greatest in his era. He's not as dominant as Wilt Chamberlain or certain other guys. But in terms of best, meaning, you know, every era builds on the last one, so the most skillful guys are around usually today. Yeah. He's the most skillful all-around big man who ever lived. Who's a, a real big, both sides of the floor? Who's oh, yeah, skillful? both sides of the floor, yeah. no question. Yeah, if you're going to say the most skilled big on the offensive side, I think Jokic has an argument there. But Two sides. Yeah, in terms of what MB does for this team on the defensive end of the court, I think that's the understated part of his game that people need to start paying more attention to. But 
Last night, it was all about him down the stretch. In clutch time, the last five minutes, they ran the offense through Embiid. And it didn't matter what the Celtics did defensively. They had no answers. They would run double teams at him. He would find that kid in the corner and P.J. Tucker to knock down those short corner threes. Like, it didn't, like if you're going to leave him one-on-one with Grant Williams, what's that going to no, look like? On. That's going to be a face-up, Jay, or I'm going to drive in the lane and dunk it on everybody. Well, that's the thing. There was no good answer. There was no yeah. good answer to be able to stop him. He is got to be right there up there with Giannis in terms of the most dominant force in the Eastern Conference right now. Oh, and now based, we're getting and, to it. And based on what we've seen from Embiid, his complete body of work this year, you're talking about three games where he's gone for 50-plus. Yeah. There have only been two other centers that have done that in, in the NBA. Also, and we're talking about all-timers. And then think about this. The most points scored in a season since Shaquille O'Neal's MVP year in 99-2000. And he's doing it without playing nearly the same number of minutes. He's missed games. He's, so, like, he's having an all-time scoring season. And if you're watching on ESPN, too, it's also the way he gets the buckets. You know, he was compared a lot to Olajuwon coming out of the draft yep. because he's African and played soccer, basically, right? <laughs> like, let's be honest, and, and played the five. That's why he was comp- but you, it looks like Elijah Wong when he does with the footwork. Yep. What you're watching on ESPN two right now has it. Not, I mean, he was making some moves. We played it about thirty seconds ago. That looked like Elijah Wong. Yeah. If anything, Elijah Wong two point So, but he shoots so well, Max, that the defense is forced to extend when he has those catches at the elbow or on the perimeter. At the top of the key, they have to extend. Yep. They have no choice, which creates so much more room for everybody else to do their thing. And he can defend, for a guy his size, he can defend in space. It's yep. not like, you know, so, so he does, he's really a complete player. And you mentioned the double teams. They sent the double team, I'm reading the stats now, at, at Embiid 13 times. Yep. Sixers were 9 of 11 from the field, 23 points on those positions. That's outstanding decision-making when they send the double teams at him. Seems to be. Yeah. Seems to be. He's finding we, we, the open We praise man. Jokic for his ability to be able to pass and facilitate the offense, but you saw Embiid do exactly that at the end of that game in the fourth quarter where it matters the most. And that's the thing. When we get into this MVP conversation, everybody says, well, Jokic does these things at a higher level, and I get that. But different teams need different things from their best player on any given night. And it's not as if Embiid can't be a facilitator. It's just that his team needs him to be a dominant scorer. This is the second time this year where Embiid accounted for more than half of the, the, the Sixers' points. Like, think about that. It's many, not like they don't have a good team. Tyrese Maxey can score. Yeah, James, James Harden, can James score, Harden yeah. dropped 20 and 10. Tobias no, Harris can score. James Harden had 20 points, 10 assists, and no turnovers last night. It was fantastic. Yeah. And yet they needed Embiid to shoulder the burden of not only being the dominant scorer, but also being a dominant presence on the defensive you end. You mentioned man. Robert the, Williams. I will say this. Doc Rivers, for all of the things that we criticize him for, he was writing what he said last night. The MVP race is over. We're going to hear from Doc in a second. They contested over half his shot attempts, Embiid. But if Robert Williams is on Embiid, is that a contest? In other words, like it's hard to actually contest. Can you depend on Robert Williams, though, Max? That's the thing. I was about to tell you the the Celtics. Can you depend on Robert Williams? Can you? I want to see that stat. I want him to put – Yeah. No, just not health. You mean, you mean, is he available? That's the point. That's Can you thing. depend on him? Ready for this? Embiid, 10 of 13 on contested shots. 
But like that's so the but if decision it's Grant making. Williams, but if it's Grant Williams on him, is it really contested? That's what I'm saying. That's what I, did I say, Robert? I meant like that's what yeah, I'm you saying. Said Robert I said, there are a couple of Williams on that team. I thought you were time lord. To the no, 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 no. I thought you were going. I to didn't the post mean season, time lord. Time, okay. time lord might contest. Yeah, even though that's he still a mismatch. Contest. You can't contest it's, from the bench, no, Max. Right. You can't contest in <laughs> but, street clothes. But the point is right. But so so when you send a double team, they're hitting almost every shot because he on that those possessions he's finding the open man. When you contest his shot, he. He's hitting almost every shot unstoppable. This is what Doc Rivers said. You referred to it after the game. The MVP race is over. I, I'm really like tonight we had we couldn't make shots. We had guys making shots uh, with open shots. The man just scored half our points in the NBA game. Um, and I'm biased, but the MVP race is over. I don't know about that. It may be. The Vegas odds seems to think it is, right? Mm-hmm. But I think this is what happened this year with MVP. It, there's a certain uh, uh, sympathy award type thing where you don't want to give it to the same guy every time. That's why MJ didn't win 10. That's why LeBron hasn't won 8. Yeah. And you didn't want to give Giannis every year, so Jokic started getting it. I think Tim Bontemps straw poll, when people came out and said, wait a minute, Jokic is running away with it again. He already got two. MB got none. He doesn't play defense. Oh, stop. They put the brakes on that, and then Embiid went nuts too. Then it flipped to Embiid. Then the feeling was, as Kendrick Perkins said, that Embiid ducked the smoke in the rematch in Denver. Mm -hmm. And then people were like, I don't know about Embiid. And I think at that point, some people like me looked at Giannis and said, wait a minute. And Jay Will have been saying this all year. Giannis has played. They all played around the same number of games. Yeah. Right? Are we sure it's not Giannis, whose team has the best record, who's done it without Chris Middleton, who plays both ends of the floor all day? We sure it's not Giannis? Yeah, I'm sure it's not Giannis. Why? I'm sure it's not Giannis because Embiid is leading the league in scoring for a second consecutive year, and you're talking about him doing something at the center position that we quite literally haven't seen in 50 years since Kareem, the last center to have three 50-plus point performances in one season, 71-72. And you that, want that's to reward why, that. That's why Embiid is getting it. But think, right, but think about what you're saying. I, I, that's not like this. Embiid might legitimately be the MVP anyway. I'm just saying, on the one hand, you say this is the second year he led the league in scoring. So you're going back to something other than this year. We're talking about this year's MVP. Yeah, but he led Then the, you're saying he's doing something that hasn't been done since this many years. What's that really got to do with MVP? Well, I think it gives you some context, right? Because the MVP award is one of those things that's used in order to gauge a player's career in its totality. That's its true. Right. So it's like to validate a player's standing yes. in the era that he played in, you have to have that accolade if you're going to say that he was one of the most dominant. And that's why... It matters that Embiid is going to get this award. And here's the thing. Going back to him leading the league in scoring last year, Max, the only reason I bring that up is because I didn't know that he could actually be better and follow that up. Yeah, he got a lot better, too. That's my point. Think about how much better the season he's putting together this year is in comparison to last year. And he balled last year. So So I think think – Two separate things here, Chris. Hold the case. So, so two separate things. One is I agree with your assessment of MVP. Yeah. And I actually think that's not a bad thing that people have a basic fairness instinct where they're like, wait a minute. Even if I think this guy was a little better this year than that guy, if this guy gets it all the time, it doesn't really tell the story of what's happening in this era, right? Agreed. So I get it. I think you're right about that, and I think that's the reason Embiid's getting MVP. But I'm asking you a separate question now. What you got? If none of that mattered and you're just looking at most valuable player this season and you didn't know who anyone's name was or what they did in the past, just eyeballs on them, seeing what they're doing, looking at the numbers, seeing how they're helping their team, 
Embiid over Giannis still? Yeah, I'm going Embiid over Giannis. You okay. know why? I think it's, you it's can one, make the argument it's one, close. It's, it's one simple reason. Huh. Embiid also has to overcome his coaching. Coach Bud is one of the best coaches. You know, Doc Rivers is appearing for the second and time. That's cool. I will tell you. And that's cool. Thirty uh, and that, hour, and, thirty-three and, and, minutes. And, and now we're going to have Doc cool. on the show. And that's cool. Do we need to go back and get footage from the playoffs last year? Oh, or the oh. year before that? Oh, Chris, can't Listen, you no say lie, it with no your chest? Told. You can't live off of two thousand and seven forever, dog. It just can't happen. So that's the question that I would have about the Philadelphia 76ers. And you know, Max, I've been riding with the Sixers for weeks yep. in terms of saying, no, it's not just a big two in the Eastern Conference with the Celtics and the Bucks. It's a big three, and big you got to consider the Sixers because they are a dark horse candidate to come out of the East and go to the NBA well, Finals. Be a dark horse. I feel that way. But in looking at those three teams, there's only one team that I would peg and say, those players not only have to overcome their opponent, they might also have to overcome their own coach. Ooh, Doc Rivers is joining us at 7.45 a.m. with what Chris Canty is saying. This is must-listen radio. Hey, listen. Hey, I'll lie for you, Max, but I'll never lie to you. I'm just going to shoot, shoot it See, straight. See, I'll lie for you, to you. I'll just lie. The <laughs> Lakers play the biggest game of the regular season tonight. How will load management affect their playoff position, KJM? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. These are the most important games the Lakers have played since they were in the 2020 Finals. Can't be sitting down at this time of year. Not with the money that you're making. Not with a playoff berth on the line. Not with championship aspirations, supposedly, in your window. They are protecting that right foot. So part of it is the training staff. But I think you've got to push all your luck. The way they played early in the season has left them no margin for error. And because of that, they can't take chances. They've got to go all for it. And that's the way it's got to be. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, Max Kellerman, and Chris Canty here today. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. One for three on the show today. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. One yeah, for yeah, three. one for three. That's right. Well, you are given your size, you could be, uh, you could be uh, Key and Jay. I'm making up for both do, of them. You could do Key and Jay. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other. You're yeah, a don't whole get yourself in trouble, size. Max. Just, it, sometimes you got it in the chamber. You just got to pull it back, though. You got to uh, pull it back. Uh, I'm just saying, six eight and three and change is big. Yeah. All right, the yeah. Lakers clinched at least a playing spot, Chris. Yeah. Thanks to LeBron James, 37 points in a win over the Jazz. They needed OT to do it, which meant he played 38 minutes. They, missed, they needed OT because he missed a layup at the end of regulation. And AD played 42 minutes. Yeah. AD, some seasons, doesn't play much more than 42 minutes. This is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. 
Lakers 135, Jazz 133. So, look, LeBron, remember, before he got hurt, and I said it at the time, Chris, because I was in L.A. doing afternoon drive with Marcellus Wiley back in the day on ESPN L.A. radio, and Kobe had staged, essentially staged a behind-the-scenes mutiny against uh, D'Antoni. Okay, He didn't want to <laughs> run the system. And by the way, they weren't winning. Remember, that was a super team that was yeah. supposed to win. Nash and Dwight and all this when the yeah. CP3 trade fell through going back oh, six, seven, eight years. And Kobe took over and ran the offense through him. Mm-hmm. And he played himself like 45 minutes a game for a couple of weeks. And I was on the air going, you're risking catastrophic injury. Mike, you got, coach, you got you to gotta take the guy off the floor. It doesn't matter if it's his team. You got to take the ball out of it. Kobe played them into the playoffs. His Achilles went, right? Yeah. LeBron James, I was talking about it this year. Given his age, given the miles on his legs, given how many minutes he was playing for the Lakers to compete, it's like, wait, this is a matter of time before something bad happens. Something bad happened, but given the spectrum of things that could have happened, it's like one of the best bad things that could have yeah, happened. It was about he was playing again. Yeah, it was about as mild as you could ask for from the foot injury. Now, let's keep in mind that he consulted three doctors, and two of them told him, that he probably needed to have season-ending surgery. He's putting that surgery off until the offseason. And so I get why you would be concerned with him playing a lot of minutes, but I think the Lakers are looking at the big picture and saying, if we can get into that sixth seed, now we're talking about a week of rest before the playoffs kick off. We don't even have to be a part of that play-in tournament. Forget about anything being able to happen in a one-game elimination, but you're talking about now being able to have an extended time for everybody on the roster to rest, including LeBron and AD. And to me, that's the key for them, especially in the first-round matchup, whoever they end up drawing, whether it ends up being the Sacramento Kings, the Memphis Grizzlies, or, um, or uh, yeah, Sacramento Kings and the Memphis Grizzlies, I think the Denver Nuggets are going to be locked in. So, yeah, that, that to me would be the biggest concern, is like making sure that you can get into the playoffs and avoid the play-in altogether. And here's how it shapes up for them. If you look at the remaining schedule, including the nice game, they got the Clippers. They're right there with the L.A. Clippers right now. And that's a game that you got to have, and that's a game that Anthony Davis has got to show up. I get that they don't want to play him in back-to-backs, Max, but this game is too damn important to them getting the sixth seed for him to sit out. It's just high, can't, dra- it just it's can't high drama, Chris. Think about what, we're, what you're saying. It can't the happen, two Max. L.A. teams, when Kawhi was recruited by the Lakers, he said, nope, I'm not coming to join you. I'm coming to beat you. Yeah. LeBron was like, I just – I treated you like a son. I wasn't made to play the son. <laughs> he hit him with the Marlowe from the Y. Yeah. I mean, you know, and now these two teams finally are meeting. Yeah. Every game is like a playoff game now. They got the same record. They're coming off the second, of, or they're going to play the second of back-to-back. AD is fragile. He played 42 minutes and overtime. LeBron is old as the hills. He played 38 minutes and overtime. LeBron, are you going to play tomorrow? Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, how my foot feels when I wake up, I step out of bed. Um, that's been the most in, uh, important since I've injured it, you know, five weeks ago. You know, that the next day after either rehab or training or, or, or treatment or whatever, it's always that when you step out of bed for the first time in the morning, um, how, how does it feel? Because that's going to dictate the rest of the day. So uh, we see what happens in the morning. You saw the LeBron James of foot doctors. Don't mm-hmm. forget that. Second greatest foot doctor of all time, apparently, he went yeah. to see. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony How Davis. How long are you going to ride that joke, man? Anthony Davis. <laughs> Will you he are play? holding on to that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not always the same exact audience, Chris. All right. <laughs> Anthony, I just, what are you talking about? I just, that just occurred to me. Right, Off the cuff. right. Anthony Davis. He plays power forward for the Lakers, if you weren't aware. Sometimes. Are you going to play tonight, A.D.? Obviously, I haven't played in back-to-back in, in a long time. Uh, you know, then I played like 42 minutes or something like that. So, probably the most I've played since I've been back. So, I mean, you know, we, we all get on a phone call or something tomorrow and, just, and, and go from there. Listen, man, here's the deal. They've won seven of the last eight games, and this is a game that they need to have because this is direct competition for a playoff spot, not a play-in spot. And we know how much of a difference that makes. It's a shorthanded Clippers team because they ain't got Paul George. Go ahead and put this team out of their misery, man. And if you look at the remaining games after the Clippers, you got the Phoenix Suns. Not sure if they're going to play anybody because it looks like they're going to be locked into the fourth seed. And you got the Utah Jazz who have got eyes toward the lottery. So it just makes sense to get this one done because everybody else is pretty much folding up the tents. So I don't understand why those guys would consider sitting out this game a winnable game against your direct competition for a playoff spot. It makes absolutely no sense. You know, people misuse the word dilemma all the time. I talk about this from time to time. They, they, they take it as meaning a tough decision. In fact, a dilemma... It's not a tough decision. Uh, no, no, no. What I'm saying is a dilemma, by definition, is actually the choice between two bad options. That's why it's a dilemma. Sure. And here is the dilemma, right? You rest them, and there's a very good chance you lose, and you need the win. On the other hand, you play them, and given the injury histories and given the second of back-to-backs, you risk injury. But you have to take the lesser of the two evils, and that's playing them because the odds that you get hurt, all you're doing is trying to reduce the odds that they get sure. hurt. They get hurt in the next game. Yeah. It, I don't think it's that much higher on the second of back-to-back that it justifies decreasing your chances of being in the playoffs and avoiding a play-in. Well, let's take it a step further, Max. If this is a team is taking a big-picture approach, if they truly have championship aspirations, don't you want fewer games in order to get to said championship? Yeah, right. The that, fewer, that's for the, health. The fewer, even, yeah. the fewer yeah. games right. is not playing in the play-in. Yep. And so taking care of your business tonight goes a long ways to being able to do that. There is no good argument that you can make about resting those guys tonight. No, Not to one. Play. You have to play them today. You have to play them. You got to. I mean, if LeBron wants to cut down on the minutes, just make the left-handed layup. That's all you have to do. <laughs> they got, you know, the Lakers, if they could if <laughs> they Listen, Max, last night, and I get that they, they didn't tighten up as, as much defensively as they usually do. 
But when you shoot 35 three throws, you have 62 points in the paint, and you have 15 second-chance points, I don't give a damn who you play. You're going to be hard to beat. Every year, there are most teams in the league, you can look and say, they have zero chance to win the finals, right? Yes. There's most teams that ever were constructed, you say, doesn't matter what happens, 0% they can win the championship. Yeah. That ain't these Lakers. Mm -hmm. The Lakers are one of the teams where you go, yeah, some things have to go right. But that team could win a championship this year. They could. And I'll tell you another team that could win a championship in the West this year. Oh, is that coming up? A team that's getting a really important piece back. Is that coming up? The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Chris Canty in for Key and J today. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, and it is time to play to the max. This is, Chris, it's going to be our confidence in a team making a finals run. Nuno. Yes, sir. The first team we're going to start with, we just finished talking about the Lakers. What is your confidence level in them making a run to the finals? Zero, 50, or to the max? Oh, to the max. Come on, man. It's to the max. And this is by no means my Laker fandom coming out, but just the way that this team plays – especially when Anthony Davis is in his bag, they are a problem. He is as dominant a big that we have in this game when he's going and when he's right. And the ability to be able to force fouls and get to the free throw line and get easy buckets, it creates so many more opportunities for everybody else. So I I love the way that this Lakers team is playing. And they're playing their best basketball at the right time of the season. You want to be building momentum as you're getting ready for the postseason. They've won seven of the last eight games. They've got knockdown shooting around LeBron James for really the first time since he's been in a Lakers uniform. They got another guy that can create offense in D'Angelo Russell. Austin Reeves has been a revelation as the third piece to their big three. Yeah, it's to the max with the Lakers being able to make a deep, deep playoff run. Nuno, when we say team making a finals run, do we mean actually making the finals or just threatening to make the finals? Let's say say they go six, seven games – uh, in the conference finals. Is that yeah. a finals run, Nuno? What's the definition? Yeah, because you think they were close to making the finals, okay. so yes. Well, Western Conference finals. I'm still going to go 50, and I'll tell you why. I agree with the point you're making, Chris. You have LeBron still, still in the conversation for best player in the game when he's healthy. Let's be it's honest. Wild. It's, it's wild. It's like, wild. By the way, by the way, let me see how these playoffs play out, and then I'll get back to you on who the best player in the game is. <laughs> right. but maybe it's still LeBron. But, but and now he has a crime partner in AD, and when they're healthy – that's as good as it gets. Yeah. They also have legit, and you mentioned two of them. You had in D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves. You had Hachimura and you had uh, Beasley. You have six live rotation pieces, right? Oh, All don't together. forget about Jared Vanderbilt, too, yeah. who gives them some defensive versatility. Six, seven. To right. me, the versatility on the defensive end for Vanderbilt is a, diff- a, a bit of a difference maker. To me, they're like a body short. Like, I, can, I want mm. them to go 7-8 in okay. the playoffs. They're like 6-7. Okay. Um, and, so, and because of that and because of the injury issue, like, let's see if AD can. I'm going to say a 50, but they could, they could win the whole thing this year. All right, next team, the Nuggets. What's your confidence level in the Nuggets making a finals run? Zero fifty or to the max? I'm going to go 50. I- I've been disrespectful to the Denver Nuggets, and I'm going to cut that out because it's not just about Jokic. It's also about Jamal Murray. And you're finally starting to see shades of what he was when they went to the conference finals, what was that, three years ago? If you couple that with the fact that you have Michael Porter Jr. starting around in the form and fit into the role that they're asking him to, 
I, I like this Denver Nuggets team. They have an opportunity to be scrappy, but it's about time that Jokic, as the back-to-back MVP, get this team on a deep playoff run because getting bounced in the conference semis, that ain't it. That ain't the move. Like, okay. if you are truly the back-to-back MVP, it's about time that you start getting back to the conference finals and get to the NBA finals. And think about the parity in the Western Conference. You can make an argument that this is his best chance in his career since he's been in the league to get to the NBA finals. Okay. Um, I'm also at a 50. And I'm at a 50 because – and I wonder if it has to do with the same reason James Harden hasn't been lights out deeper in the playoffs he goes. Same thing like in baseball. Junk ball pitcher might have a great regular season. When you get to the playoffs, Mm. you better have some stuff. Yeah. Because now you're playing other very smart players, and they got the stuff, right? So I wonder if those athletes who, you know how they measure, oh, well, he's really good at decelerating and stuff like that. (laughs) I'm talking about running and jumping and stuff like that. That's not exactly Harden. It's not exactly Jokic. They're relying on timing and smarts. And I don't know if that's the reason he hasn't played up in the playoffs or it's something else, but he hasn't, okay? And when the last time they were in a position to make a deep run – Jamal Murray was the best player on the team. No it doubt. wasn't close. No doubt. So I need to see that. And Porter Jr. has been healthier than you, I think, had a right to assume. Jerry yeah. West passed on him twice in the draft because of injury concerns, yeah. right? But Jokic has to show that he can still be clearly the best player on that team. And if Jamal Murray can repeat the performance, they can run the table. But I need to see that first. But a big question about the Denver Nuggets team, can they defend? When the intensity ratchets up, can they defend? Because we know that their best player – is a liability on that side yeah. of the court. Yeah, yeah. All right, next team, the, currently the number two seed in the West, the Memphis Grizzlies. What's your confidence level in them making a finals run? Zero, 50, or to the max? <clears throat> I'm going to go 50, and the dunk that John Moran had on the Portland Trailblazers last night <laughs> changed things a little bit for me. Like, it looks like he's got his swagger back, and when he's going, it's clear that that rest of that team feeds off of that. I don't know that they're going to have the firepower and I don't know that they're going to have the requisite toughness as much as we like what Dylan Brooks is. They need Steven Adams and his health concerns create some serious question marks for me. Yeah, they still got 3J, but I'm worried about what the frontline defense looks like for the Denver Nuggets and their ability to be able to stop people in half-court sets. So, yeah, I, I, I like the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm going to respect their coach and Taylor Jenkins. I'm going to respect the season that they put together. But I still think that there are some serious questions that they have to answer about being able to win playing postseason-style basketball. I thought Jaron Jackson Jr. had the highest floor in that draft. I was like, if you want a safe bet, this guy is going to be a very good NBA player. Yeah. Draft him. And he is. He's a very good NBA player. Defensive player of the year? Maybe. Like okay. he's, he's, but I'm thinking about last year. Ja didn't play a lot of that series. They still took the eventual champs six games, right? Given what Ja's been through this year, I think he's extra motivated. I still can't go past 50. I can't I, I, I want to say to the max, but I can't go past 50. I think they have another step to take before they run the table. Agreed. All right, speaking of the world champs, the Golden State Warriors, what's your confidence level in them making a finals run? Zero, 50, or to the max? It- they're getting Wiggins back this week to the max, to the max. I mean, what's the argument against Golden State? We saw how good they can be last playoffs, and we see that Steph is still in his bag. Klay Thompson took the night off last night, but assuming that he's going to be healthy and Andrew Wiggins comes back 
and can give them that presence defensively as a guy that can guard some of the the more dominant wings in the Western Conference? Why can't this team get back to the NBA Finals? I'll give you two reasons that people tell me. But let me tell you, I'm also to the max on the Warriors. Okay, yeah, give me the reasons. But let me give you two reasons. One is chemistry. Ever okay. since Dre hit uh, Jordan Poole with a Superman punch, you know, like, by the way, they're the defending champs, hits, hits him with a Superman punch, and, and, and someone leaked the video, too. That tells you something, yeah, right? Yeah. There's, like, a problem there. And then all of a sudden, this team, this juggernaut team, veteran team, can't buy a win on the road all season, basically. Mm-hmm. So, so, so there's one. And two would be Wiggins, does he have enough time to integrate himself back into the team, et cetera? I would say this. Chris, no one agrees with me. I floated this past a million people. No one agrees with me, but I really believe it. When I look at the Lakers, I see they're the mo- most efficient defensive team before LeBron came back in the league. Yeah. For like 15 games. Tells me everything I need to know because I know in high leverage moments, LeBron can play defense. He just takes his foot off the gas. Sure. He has too much Last to do. Last night they took their foot off the gas. He has the too much to do. He's going he's gonna to drop dead if you're like, you know, let him save those, that energy for those high, but he will do it in high leverage moments. No that doubt. That tells me the Lakers have a defense to win a chip. This is what Golden State not winning on the road tells me, hmm. that they can chip up. And the reason it tells me that is because their record is deceptive. They don't win on the road because as an aging veteran team who's had some pieces missing – they are saving their best for the home for the home games, right? Like th- they understand when they have to give that little extra, they're doing it at home. That tells me that in the playoffs, when there's no second of back to back, when there's not the same kind of fatigue because of that, and when they know, yo, this game on the road right here, we because they're going to have to win some road games. Yeah. it's a must win. They, they will be able to flip the switch. I think I am to the max on the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, think about game four in the NBA Finals last year. They were down 2-1 in the performance that Steph Curry had. They'll get the one on the road in the playoffs that they need, and they're virtually unbeatable at home. Good luck. I also feel like Steph has turned a corner as a clutch player. Where when I said, by the way, kids Turned still come. You're just coming around on that kid, one? Well, I mean, listen, his finals were never as good as his regular seasons until recently. But kids still come up to me. I want Iguodala, right? Like I get that on, the, on, the, on, a, on a plane walking down the street. Yeah. Even more than my Tom Brady cliff take. People, oh, the Iguodala guy. Because I'm not talking about who's a better shooter. I'm talking about who has that ice water in their veins, right? Mm-hmm. Steph, to me, got careless late in finals games early in his career. But I saw something happen against Toronto when Kawhi was going off. It looked like they were going to sweep the Warriors. Yeah. And they were missing KD. Steph went unconscious. Mm-hmm. And I think right around there, he turned into great finals Steph guy. Then he won finals MVP the next time he was in the finals. And I think that gives him a big leg Max, up I'm going to say finals. this. It's going to be an epic Western Conference playoffs. Think about what we're saying. We're, 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 we're 50% on the Denver Nuggets and the Memphis Grizzlies, and we're to the max with the Lakers and the Golden State Well, you're to the max. We're 75 if you average Stop, us on the Lakers. Hey, I'm 50 on the Lakers. Yeah, there you go. They need a hey, little hey, more depth. Hating on, hey, on the Lakers. I'm not hating right. on them. No, I, right, I think they right, can win Nuno. the whole thing. All right, Nuno. We're done. We're done here. I, Is it I don't time know, to start wondering if Luka might actually be the problem in Dallas? KJM. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. I thought we would be up there, but we obviously aren't. I don't have a single negative syllable to utter about Kyrie Irving. He is not the problem in Dallas. Total disaster. Luca is the one that has a huge question mark hovering over him. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. And we've talked about this on this show since the trade. On the one hand, people cast an eye at Kyrie Irving mm-hmm. because Kyrie Irving is in the conversation, and I would say he wins my my like in my mind he wins the argument most skillful player who ever lived. And when you add and and there's one thing to say skill, there's another thing to say talent because sometimes you have a real skillful guy not that talented. Yeah. Or a he's, talented he's, guy who's got the raw stuff. He's stu- skilled and talented. He's <laughs> the most skillful player who ever lived, and he's extremely talented, yeah. right? Okay. His judgment's not always great, which is why James Harden ran point, basically. When, like, what does Harden do better than Kyrie? Really nothing. But Harden has better judgment than Kyrie with the ball in his hands, and that's why he ran point and Kyrie was off ball, mm-hmm. right? But when you look at Kyrie and that package and you go, what he brings, a layup package, the whole thing, the shooting, and you go, there's no such – it should never be that if he's off a team, they're better than when he's on the team. Mm-hmm. But that hasn't been the case. In, in almost every stop of his career, except for with LeBron James, the team has been at least as good – the same team that he's on when he's off for whatever reason is at least as good without him as with him. That mm-hmm. does not make sense. So people are looking at Kyrie – What's going to happen when he goes to Dallas? And people are also looking at Mark Cuban, right? Yep. Mark Cuban, you had Steve Nash. You let him walk out the door because you didn't want to pay him. Could have had him with Dirk all those years. You had Brunson. Let him walk out the door because you didn't want to pay him. But still makes no sense why they let Brunson walk for nothing. That's why people are looking. Penny wise and pound foolish, Mark Cuban. So people are looking at Kyrie. They're looking at Mark Cuban. But Luca's like the golden child, right? Yeah. But here's the thing, Chris. Just like James Harden, if you are overly ball dominant, if your game is, is the kind of game that Luca has, the other guy gets the ball with five seconds left on the shot clock, those are your assists. At a certain point, people are going to look at you. Now, I know this team is in the conference finals, <laughs> right? But what's missing now? Brunson. And what yeah. are the Knicks now? Kind of an Eastern Conference powerhouse. Yeah, they went from being the 11th, 
seed in, oh, not even a seed, the, the 11th in the Eastern Conference standings at the end of last year to fifth now. Where are you with Luka Doncic? I mean, Max, he's averaging 33, 8, and 8, and he's 24 years old. Just turned 24. That's not the kind of guy that you give up on, even though you haven't been successful in trying to find a player that can come alongside him, another star caliber guy that can help your team ascend and get to an NBA Finals. They got to the Conference Finals last year, so they got a taste of it. The team regressed. They did try to reshape some things. They added Christian Wood this offseason. But in getting Kyrie Irving, they had to move on from some key pieces in Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith. So they lost some stuff on the defensive end of the court. And we know with Kyrie and Luka in the backcourt, you are going to be at a defensive deficit in terms of defending some of the guards that you're going to be up against in the Western Conference. So I understand the problems that the Dallas Mavs are having, but the greater issue is can the organization do enough to convince Luka that they can put enough around him where he can compete for chips? That's the question right now. And Mark Cuban in the front office for the Mavs, they got to figure out a way to answer that in the affirmative. By the way, there are certain – I agree with that analysis. It's, it's the Mavs under pressure. It's Mark Cuban under pressure. Yeah, it ain't it, Luka. It, it's the Sixers under pressure. You want to make sure Embiid stays right where he is. You want to make sure Luka stays where, right where he is. If the organization – if there's failure to win a chip, it'll be an organizational failure. No doubt. Not a player failure. Yeah. On the other hand, let me ask you this. This is a philosophical thing I thought of as a little kid at McDonald's doing the little maze. Remember that little maze they used to give you on the McDonald's menu as a kid? You got the Happy Meal? I remember that. And I used to think, huh, this path looked like it got me far. But in, in the end, it's a dead end. In the end, you don't get, you know, that path was, the, was not the right one, and it comes to a dead end. And it yeah. doesn't matter how close you get, you'll never get all the way there. And I think there are some players whose style of play is tantalizing. So it's like, yeah, take us there. But because of their style of play, it's actually a dead end. And I think Harden has been that. He's gotten you much closer, much closer than you deserve to get, but ultimately could not get over the top. Is that Luka Doncic? Well, here's the thing with James Harden, right? He was going up against an all-time team in the Golden State Warriors. So I don't even know if that's fair, right? If Chris Paul doesn't strain his hamstring, we're having a different story, a different narrative around James Harden's career. Maybe. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I know it's a hypothetical. We'll never be able to prove it, but it certainly looked like it was bearing itself out in that conference finals. Now, when it comes to Lucas style, he's just so young, Max, that I'm afraid to put him in that kind of box because even though he's been playing pro ball for a really long time, not just including his NBA years, but overseas in Europe, I still think there's a lot for him to learn in terms of understanding what it takes to win in the postseason because we got to get this. Postseason basketball is different than regular season basketball. And there are a few guys around the NBA that understand that, which is why we want to we want to label them as winners because they know exactly what it takes to get it done when it matters the most. I think Luca can figure that out. We got to give him some grace, man. He's 24 years old now. The part that I'm starting to question is the leadership intangibles because in the NBA, it's a cheat code when your best player is also one of your best leaders. And if Luca Doncic can develop that aspect of his sports character then all of a sudden it makes Jason Kidd's job just a little bit easier, and there's still a little bit of immaturity when it comes to some of the things that we see from Luka on the court. The age point is a very good one. Luka and Jason Tatum 
and a couple other guys like that are victims of their own excellence because they get so far, so young. Yeah. We expect them to take the next step. Man, before a player's 26, 27, you should not be expecting championships. Yeah. There's one Magic Johnson did it when he was 20 years old, and he had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on his team, right? Yeah, and he's I a mean, top five player of, of all time. All time yeah. right? But, <laughs> but most guys, when they're 23, 24, they're still figuring it out. So I agree. He's well, still remember when the Celtics young. made that conference finals run against LeBron and them, everybody was like, oh, Jason Tatum, he's here, he's arrived, and they're going to chip up in the next couple of years, and it didn't work out like that. And so I think, but I, I bring up Tatum because he's also no, very but I, but, young. But, but, but I, exactly, but I'm just using that to further your point. Like, yep. it, you know, we think it's going to be linear in terms of the trajectory and the path of these guys that winning a not championship. Always. And like There's that, bumps and up like and that down, McDonald's yeah. map, that's yeah. not how it works. That's right. It's not you can a chart it on a, graph, <laughs> on a graph, and it looks it's trending up, but there are little dips along the way. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Did Mac Jones cross Bill Belichick, the great Bill Belichick, who even without Tom Brady has won a playoff game in nine seasons as a head coach, he has won one without Tom Brady. Did Mac Jones cross him? KJM, ESPN Radio. 